You're listening to The Upland Rookie, a podcast presented by Upland Brits, B Pro Kennels, Final Rise, and a Nook Shook Professional Dog Food. And on today's episode, I sit down with my good friend, Chris Majet, the hunting traveler, as you may know on Instagram, for a great conversation, catching up on life, dogs, hunting, and how our seasons have been. Big thanks to our title sponsor, B Pro Kennels. B Pro Kennels is a small business creating ultra high quality and custom dog boxes for the gun dog owner like you and I. No matter how big your string of dogs, B Pro Kennels will make sure you have a box that fits your needs for you and your gun dogs. With an innovative storage design and built-in solar panel and battery bank for quick access to charging accessories like dog collars, lights, fans, you name it. This is a dog box unlike anything you've seen before. Check them out at bprokennels.com. Oh, and they're made right here in the USA. And this is presented by Anook Shook Professional Dog Food, the world's highest energy dog food, period. Anook Shook's dense formulations ensure your pup in training and your seasoned bird dog get what they need to succeed in the field. High protein for muscle recovery and retention, high fat for quick access to much needed energy. Anook Shook works hard so your dogs can work harder. Check them out at anookshookpro.com. This podcast is also presented to you by Final Rise. All good things start with a solid foundation. At Final Rise, all three of their premium Upland vests are built around the foundational waist belt to provide you all-day comfort and endless customization. With a secure waist belt and thin, high-quality shoulder harness, this is the vest you can load down with birds and walk all day in. Final Rise is creating high-functioning Upland gear that delivers comfort, balance, and a lifetime of memories. Check them out at finalrise.com. And this podcast is sponsored by Trinity Bretons, home of the Epignol Breton, also known as the French Brittany. All Trinity Breton dogs are from champion bloodlines that are field-tested and family-approved. For over 33 years, Trinity Bretons has worked to offer you the best bred Epignol Breton in the country. Trinity offers puppies, the Trinity Upland Academy with George Hickox, Started Dogs, Stud Services, and a whole lot more. Check them out at trinitybretons.com. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Upland Rookie Podcast. I'm your host, Will Larson, and uh, really excited to be back with you guys for another episode today. Uh, we got episode 71, and I'm chalking, chalking, talking? Talking, talking, talking with my good buddy, Chris Majet. Uh, also, he, you'll probably know him better as the Hunting Traveler on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, you also probably recognize him from a lot of my stories. Um, love poking fun at Chris and just having a good time. Uh, he's a good buddy of mine. We've gotten to know each other pretty well over the last several years. Um, you'll probably recognize Chris as well from uh, episode 32. He was uh, he joined me as a guest on uh, episode 32 a while back. And uh, this is more of a catch-up, uh, getting to know, uh, you know, hearing some some updates about his dogs, kind of what they've went through this year, uh, and catching up on our seasons. Uh, you know, what, what have we been seeing, experiencing? What were some of the highlights so far? Um, I know we got more time left to go shoot birds, but uh, this is kind of a really good uh, kind of catch up with him. Uh, he's just a really, really good guy, articulates things really, really well. And uh, he's also putting out some incredible um, articles, uh, blogs, things like that. So um, definitely want to check him out. Uh, the, I think it's like the hunting travel com maybe or .org. I'm not sure, but uh, I'll put it in the show notes so you can link to his website. It's got some cool articles. Um, I think he's got maybe a couple things and Honey Dog Confidentials, PU, Gun Dog Mag, a couple, couple things like that. So Chris is killing it. Um, it's a really fun, fun combo. Um, other than that, guys, we got 2023. Here we go. It's crazy. Uh, new year. Um, some exciting things coming up here. Um, for the podcast, some guests lined up over the next uh, month that I'm really, really excited about. Um, I talked with a buddy the other day, actually, and this this is maybe unpopular opinion. Um, again, I know we're in the business of killing birds. <laughs> okay, we're that's our goal. We we have bird dogs, shotguns, all this gear to go hunt birds, and that that is I love that. That's always going to be a passion of mine, but. I, I love, I love the process of training and, and just working bird dogs. I love it. Um, if you had to kind of, you know, <laughs> if you had to force me to, to give you a, which one's my favorite, um, 
I, I'm going to go, like, I love the process in, in working dogs. Again, I know training is a year round thing. So it's not the, you know, I'm looking forward to summer, you know, summer training. Uh, summer's a, yeah, great time to, to work your dogs, I think. But for me, I, I love working my dogs year round, whether it's hunting season or not. Um, but I, I get a lot of enjoyment and fulfillment from, you know, taking my dogs out, working them, whether it's on birds or not. Um, and also working on specific goals or, or things that we set that, that we're going to accomplish or work on. So, um, that's kind of random, but yeah, if you, if you had to kind of ask me, which is my favorite, it's, it's a tough one, but you know, I, I love working the dogs. Um, there's a longer season to do it. There's 365 days to train or work your dogs. Hunting season is three and a half, four months, something like that. So, um, anyways, don't get me wrong. I freaking love hunting. I love chasing wild birds. There's, it is something special. It is very, very special that we get to do, um, as outdoorsmen and women and, and upland hunters. So anyways, it's kind of a random fun fact for you. Um, send in all the messages and we can debate that, <laughs> but I'm sure some people out there be like, well, it's only about hunting birds. Well, yes, it is. It, 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 that's very true. I'm not saying that's not, but I, I personally love the process of training my dogs, working them, roading them, all, all the things that goes with owning bird dogs. Like we have a responsibility, um, to continually train them. It's not, Oh, you know, January 31st hits or, or February 1st hits and dogs sit in the box, you know, in the kennel or the, or the backyard for six months. No, it's throughout the year. It's a responsibility that we have as, as upland bird hunters and bird dog owners to, um, care for, train, condition, keep these dogs sharp mentally, physically. And so, um, yeah, anyways, let that be a maybe an encouragement, I guess, for someone out there. Maybe maybe you're new. Maybe you have, have a couple of bird dogs or a bird dog that you picked up this year that you know you're just going. I don't know. I'm rambling now. You know you know me, guys. I, I get going on a tangent and <laughs> I just I just keep talking. Anyways, um, so hopefully that encourages someone out there um, for the time you get to spend with your dogs, not just hunting but training as well. Anyways, guys, I'm gonna do something new. I'm gonna do something different here. Um. I'm going to do a review of the week. Yes, I am. Review of the week. Uh, I'm going to read a review. If you reach out to me, if I read your review and you reach out to me and let me know that I read yours, please let me know and I will shoot you over uh, some Upland Rookie swag. Sticker. Well, that's pretty much all I have. I have some hats left as well, but um, those you got to pay for. Anyways, um, so review of the week is going to be from, I'm going to do the most recent one. I'll do one from uh, this past Saturday. The title, a very entertaining bird hunting podcast. I love listening to Will. Oh, no, I love listening to Will. Will does, he says Will does a great job, but that comes later, actually. I love listening to the Upland Rookie podcast. Will does a great job of hosting, and he has a wide variety of Upland hunting guests. I always learn something new when I listen to him and his guests. That is from Outdoor JWK. So Outdoor JWK, if you reach out to me, let me know if I read your review and I will shoot you over a Upland Rookie sticker or two or three, who knows? Um, anyways, um, guys, you know the review system on Apple Podcasts. It's it's like a search engine kind of, kind of thing, I think. But I, I do know that podcasts that have more reviews and more five-star ratings, when someone searches Upland Hunting Podcasts or, or dog training or new to Upland or something they search in the podcast, um, you know, thing that they are looking for to gain information, um, the podcast will be higher in the search results. So it's, it'll be one of those four uh, those four first options that someone might see. And so we'd love to get to 200 reviews. We're super close. Uh, I think I got uh, 176 reviews right now on Apple Podcasts. I don't know how many on Spotify. I haven't looked in a little bit, but if you guys would do me a huge favor, um, just take 30 seconds, a minute tops and uh, head over to Apple Podcasts. Just leave a quick uh, 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 star rating system and then a little written review. Um, that's greatly, greatly going to help the podcast get, um, just get out there to more people who are maybe are new to hunting, um, new to owning bird dogs. Maybe they want to get into field trials. You, you know, we talk about a lot about field trials as well on this. Um, so if this can help someone out there who, who's going into another season, picking up new dogs, whatever it might be, um, I would really, really appreciate that. Would love, um, you know, again, the, the quality of guests that we have on the show um, 
I, I all, all the credit to them. Uh, the guests have been able to articulate and share so much knowledge um, with the with you, the listeners, that even I'm learning things through that as well. You know, like I'm sitting here interviewing a guest, and I might be taking personal notes for myself of of oh, you know, I want to lean more into that, or I didn't know that, and I want to, I want to learn more about you know that trial or that training style. And so, um, huge, huge shout out to every single guest who has been on this podcast so far. Um, so really thank you for um, investing your time and knowledge into um, the, the bird dog community. I really, really appreciate it. And I think a lot of people out there um, enjoy it as well. So anyways, we are going to get right into the interview um, with Chris Majet. So everyone, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Recording has started. Holy good Lord. Okay, here we go, man. <laughs> so good to see you again. We're good this time. <laughs> we're going to do a take four on this. And uh, I'll just have to listen to the crap that Jeremy gives me. And he listens to this because he's going to be like, well, we, I got it on the first take. <laughs> not my it. fault. I Shut your mouth. I know it's, it's not your fault. <laughs> this, is your, this is your trusty ho- host uh, issue here. So we're good man but uh catch me up what uh what have you been up to and uh i know so are you in south carolina right now or north carolina right now yeah north carolina okay and what what brought you down there right now uh so i'm i'm um came down for christmas so um i mean we can start last time we talked was what a year ago right that's about that yeah so i moved to michigan well i left my my traveling job um in April, maybe May, um, just got tired of traveling every week yep. for every week of the year. Um, <laughs> especially now, I mean, I just posted that article the other day or today that 3,300 flights were canceled today with the snowstorm. <clears throat> yeah. Something like so, that. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. So I got tired of that. Stopped traveling, uh, quit that job, went to work for a client of mine in Michigan. Um, so I've been living there, no more travel, enjoy it. Um, yeah, I came down to Charlotte to my sister's house. I got a lot of family down here, so I came down here okay. for Christmas. Um, it's like, I don't know if you're going to put the other part of the podcast on this, but it's warmer <laughs> than back home, obviously, but it's, sure. it's getting cold. I mean, Charlotte's going to go down the negatives tonight, so it'll oh, be... Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dang. Um, that's I mean, that's cold for Carolinas. Jeez. Dude, on, on, the, uh, on the Virginia Waterfowl Facebook groups, all I'm seeing is, oh, should I hunt my dog today? Should I hunt my dog today? <laughs> And I, I mean, I get why they ask it, but I'm like, no one can tell you if you can take your dog in the yeah. cold or not. Like every dog's different. You know, my, sure. my old guy, he's sleeping on the, the bed next to me. He's, he doesn't do cold at all. If it's like yeah. 40, 50 and he gets wet, he, he won't do it. Yeah. Every, yeah, every dog um, different. Travel, yeah. Travel or go break ice. I mean, he likes it. He's fine with it. So, um, yeah, the Virginia boys and North Carolina boys are getting froze out right yeah. now. So. Um, that's crazy yeah, man. it's it's weird because it's like it's so widespread right now i mean people on on facebook that i'm seeing are west of me way east of me north like everyone's oh, yeah. cold right now I'm like, what's going on you see that map i saw a map today and the meme said something like um is this an advertisement moved to florida basically <laughs> the, the northern part of florida was in the 50s everything else was 60s or 70s but to your point the whole rest of the country was either negatives or like the 20s yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, everywhere now. So yeah, it's, 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 pretty wild. it's, it's wild, man. I don't remember even in Colorado here, we've had a couple cold years, but, yeah. uh, or cold days over the last couple of years, but this one's been, I mean, we're minus, I think minus two right now. And then wind chills, maybe like minus 12 or something like that. Yeah, I think, I think back in uh, Michigan there, where I'm at, which really we're right in the, let's see if I do it the right way for you. I think it's that way. We're, <laughs> we're right in the pocket right there. Okay. Um, so we don't get quite the lake effect, but they were saying this snowstorm, I don't think it was as bad as they thought, but they thought it was going to be, you know, one for the generation or whatever. And sure. Yeah. Everything's getting iced up and, um, yeah. yeah. That's so, wild, I like it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't mind it too bad. Except when it's like this, I mean, I mean, dogs are out there for five minutes and they're back inside. Yeah. It's like, hurry up. Mm-hmm. I gauged his business the other day when I like, ran right in his little dog house and like, he's waiting yeah. in there for me to call him in. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right we ready we ready yeah. He's yeah. staging get ready yeah, exactly yeah. but it's been fun man. so how's that how's michigan been i know you you moved up there and getting settled yeah. and how's that how's it been for you it's um it's good man um i mean i knew luckily since they're a client of mine for two three years everybody at work i already kind of knew um 
the best way I can phrase, at least where I'm at in Michigan, is uh, I was telling somebody the other day, and I was like, they're like really nice Southern folk. They just talk funny. Like they all hunt <laughs> fish, they all drink beer. Like, um, I want yeah, to start a war. Nice, here, I want to start a war. <laughs> all, the, all the Michigan listeners. <laughs> They make fun of me because you know I'll come to work and I say, "Man, I could really go for a Bojangles sandwich right now." And they're like, "Bojangles? What's the so Bojangles? What'd you just say? <laughs> Bojangles, man. It's a great, great biscuit place. Um, oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, it's good, man. Um, the hunting's pretty good. I didn't do a whole lot of waterfowl hunting in Michigan, um, just because by the time I got up there, I just didn't have enough time to scout and um, sure. really didn't know the areas. Um, so I didn't do a whole lot of waterfowl hunting, but. You know, I have the boat up there now, so in the summertime, I could start scouting and find some spots. Um, and then I did do a decent amount of grouse and woodcock hunting. I haven't gone after pheasant yet, but I do know there's some pheasants, wild pheasants up there. So, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's good, man. A um, lot less people, you know, they'll, they'll complain about traffic. <laughs> and the city I'm in has, I think, 40,000. And I'm coming from like a area that had the area of Virginia that I came from basically had a million people like right within like oh, a 30, 40 mile radius. Okay. So this yeah. is a huge adjustment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In um, a nice way. <laughs> nice very people. good way. I mean, I'm like, yeah, they'll say, oh man, it's rush hour. I'm like, y'all don't know rush hour. Like this is yeah. not traffic. It's like, oh, um, just wait. I, yeah. I'm like, I can, I can see the stoplight from here. I'm good. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's not, but, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was a, obviously a little bit of adjustment. Um, getting used to not pack my suitcase every Sunday. And yeah, cause, I mean, was, cause you were, man, you were on the road all the time. I yeah, mean, it was just so my, every week. Let's see if I can pull it up. Let's see if I look at like, actually I might've deleted the app. I mean, hence, hence, app. The, hence your Instagram name, right? The hunting traveler. I yeah. Mean, that's what started it. <laughs> um, so let's see, I'm trying to pull up on this app. If I do travel stats. Oh, we got travel stat app. Look oh, at you. yeah, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole app. I keep, look at you. Used to keep track of my traps. And, yeah. Um, so if I look at last year, I mean, even when did COVID hit 2020 or 2019? The 2020 early 2020. Right, so even in 2020 I traveled and this is just flights. This doesn't count driving to stores and stuff. I sure. did 66,000 miles of flying that wow. year. Um, I was in a hotel 173 nights just yeah. in 2020 yeah good yeah. lord my worst year was 207 200, or 2016 i was in a hotel 283 days out of the year oh my god yeah. dude that's yeah. insane so, so this has got to be it, a, a nice little change for you it was um I mean, I was done with the dogs more, um, yeah. especially, I mean, not to get sentimental, but you know, my older boy, and he's, he's 12, he's slowing down and stuff. So sure. it'd be, be nice to be with him. And then the hard part, man, was like, I have to do house chores now because I didn't have to, I was always in a hotel. Like I had to start buying groceries and cooking my own food. Chris, I, I, first, I, like, I don't, I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm not sure none of the it. listeners I'm not, do. <laughs> I'm not used to it. You know, I was, uh, the first like week or two of being in Michigan and not traveling, I think I was ordering food every, you know, every lunch and every night. Oh, yeah. Good God. I eat a lot of food and it's expensive. I was like, I can yeah. start cooking, buying groceries <laughs> and stuff. You know? That's crazy, man. Oh my gosh. First world problems, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah, totally. Um, we all, we all got our things. So, um, man, so, so this fall, catch us up on the fall, I guess. I mean, what, what hunting did you yeah. do? And uh, I know you took a trip out West. You were, yep. I, I almost met up with you. You were just, uh, about six hours North of me. Uh, you did a Wyoming trip and, uh, yeah. Catch us up. What, uh, what were some of the highlights you, uh, got to do this year? Um, yeah, Wyoming was cool. Um, that was actually the week before that, a guy that I hunted with, last year in kansas um i guess he's got a, a grouse camp on the western side of michigan um so he invited me out there for i think we we're out there two three days or two days um and it was this was yeah early september if i remember correctly um so the, i mean it was tough the leaves were still on the trees it was pretty warm um but we flushed we didn't flush too many the first day the second day we flushed 40 something woodcock and like 12 or 14 grouse um wow. Yeah, we didn't shoot that many. Just, I mean, you could hear them for yeah, and yeah. see them for a split second, then they were gone in the branches. But sure, um, it was good getting the dog on bird contacts. And I'm still very, very new to rough grouse hunting, so yeah. I picked their brain, what they're looking for, and 
uh, one of the guys is very old school, Mike. He's got you know, all the maps printed off, and he's you know all about it. Like, this is what I'm looking for on the map as far as habitat. And wow. We'll drive past it, and he'll tell me that oh, that's too thick or that's not thick enough and stuff. So uh, that's cool. that was a good experience. Um, yeah. and I think that real, was the- real quick, was that your dog's first time on grouse and like woodcock in the... Or have um, they been on that before? I forget. Tra- Traveler and I went to Maine last year for rough okay. grouse. So he's, he's been on grouse before and he's been on Woodcock in Virginia because we get a decent flight of okay, okay. Woodcock in Virginia. Um, but still very new to that too. Sure, so, sure. You know, learning awesome. from guys that's done it their whole entire lives was good. Um, so yeah, that was the week before we took the the drive out to Wyoming. Um, Brian Baumgartner and uh, actually went with the, the Flushman Dustin guys. They met up with us and then a couple other guys, Uriah and Jojo. I think we ended up having like, nine dogs yeah it looked so, like a pretty big pretty big camp we we, we had uh we had a lot of dogs um yeah <laughs> it was uh it, it worked out well i mean we camped on uh public public well actually we hunted all public also um sure. but the first guy got cold dude the first night i think it was down in the 20s i mean this is september um sure. and then the second night we got hailed on and lightning and thunder oh, we were no. camping up in the mountain Oh, and gosh. yeah, I got a little dice. <laughs> I'm sure. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan slept in his truck. So he was safe and sound. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting there laying oh, in my Ryan. tent and is next to me. And I'm looking at the roof of my tent, just listening to the hail. I'm like, please God, if this hail punches through, like this suck miserably. We're screwed. Um, yeah, this is not going to go well. Um, but it, that was a learning experience too. Just trying to figure out what the sage grouse were doing. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was, my goal was just to, you know, get, traveler one i didn't care about you know really me shooting one um i just want to get him on uh, sage grouse get some pictures of that because who knows how much longer we'll be able to to hunt those um but yeah i mean the first i think we're there for actually we didn't stay the whole time we shot maybe a few the first day to bear the second day and I think we hunted the third day and then the fourth day we we're like, Hey, we're kind of done. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was and kind, cool. of, kind of accomplish what you were there to do. Yeah, and... we, we all accomplished our goals and nice. I mean, it's the, it's a long haul. So, um, that yeah, dogs did well. Um, that's great, man. So we did that in September, came home for a few weeks and then basically I spent the whole month of um, October in North Dakota duck hunt for two weeks and then joined Brian again for a, a pheasant hunt again. Okay. Did that for the days. So yeah, October is basically all North Dakota pretty much. That's awesome, man. That's all, in yeah. North Dakota ducks. How was, was that pretty good? Uh, that's always good, man. Is it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know it's kind yeah, of a, we, one of the meccas for, for waterfall yeah, and we, all that. We started driving out there, I don't know, seven years ago, maybe. Um, my friends used to go to Arkansas and okay. the Arkansas is just, there's just so many people. Um, really? Is, 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 is Arkansas kind of like the Montana of upland honey? Or of waterfall? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it, when people are thinking like, you know, Stuttgart, it, it claims it's the duck hunting capital of the world. Uh, you got Max Prairie Wings in Stuttgart. Um, you have Biomita. Some of the, the most famous WMAs are, are right there. Um, so, I mean, it's it's cool. I mean, if you are if you want to hunt public flooded timber for ducks, that's sure. that's the place to go. Um, yeah, so we, we used to go there and it just got so, I mean, you'd be at the boat ramp and there's, 50 guys putting their boats out and it just got to oh, be a little much. Um, so yeah, we, we ended up going to North Dakota. Um, we've been doing that and every year we go to a different city. Uh, we kind of look at the map and what, where the water is at, drive out there. Sure. We got a gen by this time we have a general idea of where we want yeah, to yeah. go. Being gone, yeah. Seven years, a long time to scout and yeah. <laughs> get to know the area. But we, I mean, really there's been a couple of years where we drove out to the previous city that we hunted and we're like, Oh, there's, there's no ducks here. And so we would just go, all right, well, it looks like there's water over here. Let's drive there. Yeah. If we find ducks, we'll find a hotel or Airbnb and make it work. And yeah, you just gotta be flexible. And is that a lot of a mixture of private and public? Cause it's, you know, a lot of knocking on doors and Hey, you know, yeah. I see some water here. Of, can, can I get on your property? A lot of knocking on doors. Um, and luckily at this point, again, you know, for the cities that we have hunted before, we know the farmers pretty well. Sure. Um, we always, you know, I'm writing an article on this right now, but we always bring them gifts, whether it's, um, a lot of times we'll bring peanuts, you know, Virginia peanuts is a big thing. We'll bring, okay. uh, my buddy does a lot of, um, saltwater fishing. So he'll bring, you know, uh, uh, tall talk flounder, um, 
don't know, some other fish that he's caught recently and he'll bring oh, that nice. to it. This is it's stuff that they can't get. Totally. Um, that's a, that's a super mean, nice got, gesture too. Again, you're asking yeah. them to hunt the property and right. really, but, like, it's a really great thing to do. A lot of times when we do knock on doors, when we're told no, it's because they had a bad experience. Um, sure. Somebody either tore up the property or just for, you know, assholes or something. Um, yeah. Whereas to your point, you know, the farm, I mean, that's his, that's his livelihood, right? That's yeah. how he makes his, his living and provides for his family. So at least we can do is a clean up after ourselves. We don't drive on the fields. We have, you know, we haul everything in a sled and take it across. Um, yeah. And then, um, you know, clean up with the, those mojo sticks. I don't know if you've ever seen it with the magnet on yeah. the end. Yep, yep. Those things are lifesavers yeah and then yeah give him something um <clears throat> there's one guy i don't know if i told you a story um we we're gonna hunt his field this couple of years ago and um we said hey man when we're done do you want any ducks or geese that we shoot and he goes no no i'll just i'll just take a case of beer it's okay <laughs> so we went to the gas station and um all six of us bought him a case and went back to his house and he had left and his wife was like i'll oh, just put it in the garage and we said okay so he <laughs> called us maybe an hour or two later and was like boys, y'all can come hunt my property whenever you want. He was like, y'all loaded me up up here for a while. But we're like, yes, sir. But I mean, it costs, what, 20 bucks, maybe 15 bucks to hunt the guy's property. I mean, it's it's not a huge deal, but then I think that the impact that that left on him then is, is a very positive one. He's like, these guys were awesome. Like, of course, you know, it's going to, it's going to help. I think future people too. And, you know, you know, even other people in that area, Hey, these guys were super, you know, nice and had a good experience with them. And so, Yeah, I mean, it, to your point, it goes a long way where we get to know these guys and eventually kind of networks and builds our network of farmers that, yeah. hey, you know, who, who's got some birds on his field? Go, go drive down or, you know what, I'll call them for you. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, that's it, even it, better. It, 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 yeah. That's yeah, even better. Yeah, Let me call out. Ronnie real quick for you. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, North Dakota is always a, a good trip. We always, you know, I'll see, I mean, shoot, the first year I took Traveler out there. You know, he had more birds in his mouth in two weeks in North Dakota than he probably would in 10 years of duck hunting in Virginia. Really? So, I mean, I can't, I can't beat that. That's you know, awesome. So, um, yeah, had another good duck year and then, um, awesome. Pheasants, I, might, pheasants, I, might, I might have to, I might have to meet you up there one year, man. That sounds, that sounds pretty fun. It's a, it's a lot North Dakota of it's, waterfall. It's, uh, I mean, it's two weeks of, I, I don't, I respect guides so much more after doing these yeah. big long trips i mean we're up at three we're leaving at four we're driving let's say an hour hour and a half to get to the spot you're hunting okay you finished hunting now you have to scout for the next day because you can't yeah. just burn out the spot right. so you gotta you know go eat lunch go scout someone's got to go to the hotel clean ducks clean clean guns i mean and yeah. you're just doing that every yeah, single over day and over yeah yeah so that's, by that's about, not, not to mention after that or before that you had a anywhere between 26 to 32 hour drive to get out there. Sure. So, right, yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. Yeah. Time and energy getting there. It's um, Golly. it's a haul. I've had friends that or especially like I, I had an ex one time that was kind of mad at me for doing this trip. And she was like, Oh, you're just out there having a bunch of fun and blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh yeah. And then she was like, you know, you're probably going to a bunch of bars. I'm like, we're going to bed at eight o'clock. You're right. You're right. We're at three. Going to the bars. Yeah. We are exhausted. Um, oh man. It's, it's fun. Um, and then we did the pheasant trip after duck hunting and, um, that was, I mean, we, we shot a decent amount of roosters. Um, not as many as last year. Okay. It was, it was, it was harder to find them. Um, traveler did get his first Sharpie. So, oh, that's um, right. That's right. That. That's awesome. Um, well, let me rephrase. He flushed one last year. And again, me being, uh, a novice at the upland world um the day before the dogs had gotten skunked and so mm-hmm. when i asked them how did y'all know it was a skunk they said when the dogs went in there and nothing came out we knew and uh-huh. then obviously they didn't smell it well i have no sense of smell whatsoever i've never had it my whole entire life so this that's kind of sad yeah, it sucks uh this next day traveler beeline into this brush nothing got up and so my first thought was oh hell he's getting skunked so i went over there right when i got there he like actually jumped jumped like into another part of the bush and um bird got up and i put my gun up and i said oh that's not a rooster and put my gun down then i put my gun back up says that's not a hen oh and as soon as i went to pull the trigger the guy i was with I, you know he i get pat a hard time he goes hand 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 so i put the gun down and oh, then Ryan, right. Then Ryan walks over and goes, why didn't you shoot? 
And so I thought it was a hand. He goes, no, nah, it's a Sharpie. And dude, it was like five minutes, five feet in front of me. <laughs> um, so that was last year. So this year, uh, we kind of hit some potholes and we're walking back and travelers working in front of me and, um, sure enough, got a Sharpie, but he was straight in line with me and the bird really didn't get that high. So I didn't want to shoot over his head. Um, but Ryan ended up shooting it. So traveler got, nice. got a flush and retrieved a Sharpie. So oh, that's exciting. Yeah. That's that made up for letting the one last year get away. Yeah, so, for sure. Uh, that, that'll, yeah, I mean, what's that? I said, that'll stick with you for sure. Yeah. I mean that one, um, I mean, so this year he's got his, uh, his first sage grouse and his first, um, um, sharp tail. So that's awesome. I had a similar, similar experience a couple of years ago. I was hunting with, uh, three other guys. So we're, we're, we're hunting for pheasants and so we're kind of pheasants around the brain. We're in a a big, a big line of four guys and this flock of Sharpies gets up and it's winds howling. We're spread out pretty good. And the guy on the far left is yelling hens. Mm -hmm. I'm yelling Sharpies. So the guys in the middle are like, I'm like, I'm like, shoot, shoot. (laughs) So they're getting like mixed messages and we didn't take any from that. And they uh, shoot. No, no, I shot. Uh, no, yeah. I shot. And they're like, "What'd you?" I'm like, "They were sharp." <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's probably if you're unsure, it's probably better to lean on the side yeah. of, uh, of of uh, caution. I suppose you know, totally, it's not worth totally. it. Well, yeah. I remember being really nervous when I first started hunting sharpies. I remember being super nervous of like hen and yeah. versus sharpie, but and I can see why because I mean, there's definitely similarities. But once you get, I think a few a few flushes, yeah. like you get, you build your own yeah. confidence a little bit. That's that's like I mean. Out. It's no different than duck hunting. Um, you know, when you're hunting with someone that really hasn't hunted ducks, well, hey, just differentiating a duck from a goose, for instance, like you just naturally know that because you've seen it. But even if sure. within that, you know, without seeing the colors, you can tell the difference between a mallard versus a widgeon just sure. by the silhouette or the wing beats or the angle of the wings and stuff. Yeah, so you learn like those um, little nuances of like yeah. of the characteristics. And you can explain it to people, but until they see it, and I was just to, to your point with me and the Sharpie the last year, you know, I knew it was different, but I wasn't positive enough that it was different enough to know that it sure. wasn't a hand pheasant. I was that like, makes no, sense. I'm yeah. not yeah, yeah. That makes total sense. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it's been a pretty good year. Um, That's awesome. I don't know if I told you traveler had, um, he's a, a, a lucky dog and that he gets freak injuries he had I, I was, a dude i was just gonna ask guys i didn't didn't tra- it was either traveler or your older one i thought that, that got hurt no, it was travel traveler okay. last at the end of last year had his uh he ruptured a um membrane in his jaw like a not a mucous membrane um anyways he ruptured that they got that yeah. fixed but then um in october or september october he was just like pooping a lot but super stopped up couldn't get it out um so it turns out he had a perineal hernia so basically mm. he developed pockets on the side of his colon um that they had to do surgery and repair so he was on that i haven't hunted him since we got back from north dakota okay. um so he hunted north dakota still yeah they did okay. they looked at him before i went um they looked at him in september actually and okay. uh I asked the vet, I said, you know, is he good to go? Can he run and hunt? And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, he's fine. It's okay. So then they did the, the surgery and, um, he's better now. So he, that's he's great. All good to go. yeah. a little, little setback, but just freak freak injuries with him. Yeah, man. And not- um, the, the crazy thing is if you read up on the perineal hernia, they don't, no one really knows what causes them. Um, whether it's genetics, whether it's just luck of the draw, they do know, um, uncastrated males have a higher preponderance or propensity to get it, but okay. they don't really still know what cause not diets. Yeah. Acute injury. They don't really know what it is. So that's crazy. Yeah. Dude, I, so, I remember you, when you were telling me about that back then, I didn't know how long he was going to, I don't think you knew how long he was going to be on the IR for. Um, yeah, it was like eight happened. to 10 weeks of okay. just no, no, I mean, I had to carry him. So I'm living in an apartment right now. Um, since I moved up to Michigan, and so I had to carry him down the stairs, let him go do his business outside. And I'm like, thank God he's not a freaking like, fat lad or right. something. Like <laughs> he's only 45 Can you pounds. Imagine you'd like get yourself outside, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I would have done like a pulley system or something. Oh, exactly. You'd have to lower him over the rail. <laughs> railing. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. Just let him go. It's not a bad idea. Honestly, you're in a second floor apartment. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, man. That's, that's how's, thing, the, man. how's the older one doing? Is he, are you still hunting him much or is he, is he getting uh, no, he, 
let's see, I'll take him in Virginia. I'll take him dove hunting here and there. Um, he was never, how should I phrase it? Great pet, great house dog. Um, was never formally force fetched. Um, loves to hunt. Just, you know, we'll drop it at my feet or, um, yeah, not the great. And then he doesn't like cold weather. So upland and dove, he's good, but I'll take, I mean, he's 12 years old now, so I'll take him to preserves and he's sure, slowing enough. down and getting, okay. getting overweight and just being a lazy bum now. So <laughs> just li- I'll, I'll take living him. his best life. He is. I mean, he still gets pissed when I don't take him hunting. So cage, like I said, I'll take him to a put and take and give him you know, three birds, three chucker to find or something. Sure. Yeah, give him, give, give him a little, little something, a little reward. Yeah, he doesn't know the difference. So <laughs> he's, he's happy. Basically a senior citizen now, right? Yeah. And, you know, my girlfriend can't get mad at me because what is she going to say no to the old man that can't really hunt anymore? If I want to go to the put and take, she can't get mad at me for that. Oh, no, I mean, this is you owe him that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Poor so. guy. I get, I get more time in the field now. Exactly. Look at that. Double up. Oh man. Um, I was going to ask you, Oh, <laughs> so stupid. How many, how many pictures of, do you have of traveler in your front seat of your truck? Just, just a curled lot. up in a little ball. Give me like, yeah. dude, what are we doing here? It's, he is the best driving dog or riding dog. Yeah, I, would, I would, I would say so. At least from the pictures I see. Dude, he will not move. I mean, occasionally he'll like readjust his position, but he doesn't move. He doesn't make a noise. Um, the only time he gets excited is when I pull off the interstate to get gas. Cause he yeah. probably also knows chicken nuggets are coming and then yeah. he gets excited. Um, <laughs> exactly. but, uh, dude, he, I mean, he's, he's driven multiple 24, 28, 30 hour drives to me. Yeah. Um, doesn't make a peep. So yeah, he's, he's, I take a lot of pictures cause I gotta entertain myself when I'm driving. Oh yeah. I mean, you so. have to, and you have to, you have to entertain <laughs> yourself. You have to entertain your followers. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. It, it happens. Yeah, um, he, he, he seems like a pretty chill, pretty chill dog, which is, uh, yeah, which is pretty is nice. Traveling. Well, in the truck he is, but man, you know, when he's in the field, I mean, duck hunting, he's good. He, he's got good obedience, duck hunting, as far as you know, being steady, being patient, sure. uh, not whining. Um, but, I mean, upland hunting when he's in the field, he's just, you know, just constant back and forth, yeah. constant. So um, he's got the good balance of, you know, what most people want. And people will call, um, I've seen it on Facebook, they'll call Boykins, you know, Destroykins. And um, <laughs> I haven't seen that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just people that buy these Boykins that sure. forget that it's a hunting dog mm-hmm. and they don't give the dog a job and they don't yeah. release its energy and they start tearing up crap and they blame the dog. I'm like, no, it's you. Yeah. Um, and you know, people complain about the dog. I mean, my, my family's had fifth, probably fifth. I've had to guess 13 to 15 Boykins, uh, in our family. Um, cause I, you know, I grew up with them. Sure. Never once did we have any tear anything up. I mean, yeah, you just, a, it's obedience and, but they, I mean, but they had a job, right? They had a job. Yeah. They also knew when it was, when we we're inside, if I'm not throwing a tennis ball inside, then it's time for them to lay down, hush and you know, be, be good. Just, yeah don't be heard. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. They have a good switch. So yeah, that's traveler, good. traveler's good. Truck, man. He, he enjoys it. That's good. How many, how many chicken nuggets do you get to feed him? <sighs> right, here's a better question. How many chicken nuggets do you eat on a road, freaking road trip? man? <laughs> My God. It's a thing. Man, I was so pissed on the way down to Charlotte. I was like, I've got to get some chicken nuggets. And um, I need it, but I didn't, I hate stopping before I need gas. I don't do any yeah, unnecessary. I just, I try to pair it together. Exactly. The only problem was I didn't have to stop until like a left. Cause I didn't get any nuggets before I left. Cause I wasn't hungry. So <laughs> I was putting a lot of math. In this so thing. first world problems. <laughs> didn't get any chicken nuggets before I left my trip. Yeah. So I, uh, I stopped and McDonald's was closed. So I had to settle for some Taco Bell, but, um, all right. So let's see. I would say, I mean, I'm always going to get at least 20 beasts. At um, least. Oh yeah. At least. Oh gosh. Um, one time um, I was driving home from Pennsylvania when I was working up there for a couple of days and uh, I ordered a Chick-fil-A catered meal, like the catered ones. Yeah. For like a party. Like yeah. And it was like 140 <laughs> chicken nuggets and I put it in the passenger seat and just ate it. Oh the my whole God. <laughs> eight hours of just eating chicken nuggets i mean i mean yeah. as a strategy food does kind of keep like if you're actively eating yeah. it kind of keeps you keeps you awake so i mean that's yeah. that's smart yeah um <laughs> and i think 
Ryan and I ordered when we were on our way to Wyoming. I think, I think we both ordered. Maybe he ordered a twenty p or no, we had like eighty nuggets in the truck. I think we just we both did Lord, so this, is, this is this goes a little deeper than I thought it was. I thought this is just like a casual, like I mean, you know, a ten count. No, because they're good to eat. They're, they don't make a mess. You don't have to worry about like, you know, stuff falling out. Um, I'll give like, I'll give traveler total out of the 20 piece. I'll give him like maybe one or two. I don't okay. give him a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. I know it's not good for him. So sure. Well, it's not good There's, for, not good for humans either. Really? Well, that's, but. that's fair. That's a fair point. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like the French fries though. He won't eat the French fries. Yeah. They've, they've gone downhill. I think that's true. Over, over the last, 20 years but um the one disagreement you said you had to settle for taco bell that's that's a that's a bold state i don't know about if you had to settle you kind of upgraded to taco bell i would say on that trip well, the problem I mean, with taco bell is it's all hit, it's it's hit and miss like some taco bells can make a hell of a taco and a hell of a quesadilla other ones it's just crap there's no chicken it's not wrapped up Dude, they you're going to the wrong like taco bell you're going to the wrong ones well, then when I'm on a road trip, I don't, I don't get to choose. It's a problem. It's a major problem. Uh, yeah. Talk about, um, just, you know, if you ever order, well, this is years and years ago, but if you ever order one of everything at Taco Bell, it's $172. Oh, well, that is great to know. I, I know that from personal experience. I, I can say, I can tell, yeah. <laughs> I can tell you've, yeah. you've done this. Yeah, but, I mean, that, great you know, the, you know, the Mexican pizza is back, right? I did see that. I haven't had one of those in a long time, like since the nineties, probably. What? Oh my gosh, dude. Those are incredible. So here's my, my quick Taco Bell rant is they took them off the menu a while back and then everyone was in an upheaval. They're like, what the heck? Why'd you take this off the menu? They brought it back for a very short time, like three weeks. And then they took it off off again. Then they brought back, there was this big like campaign. They were bringing it back. They brought it back for another like two weeks. And then they had signs like pre-made, like fancy Taco Bell signs that said sold out. Okay. They knew, they knew they were only bringing it back for a couple of weeks, put sold out signs over it. Yeah. And then, and it was like a year later than they, then they just came out with it again. So yeah, it was a whole marketing thing. You, you get people excited. And then what was, uh, do you remember the double down? I think that's what it was called at KFC back in like the early 2000s. I remember I was in yeah. college. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do they sell those? Those are like a heart attack. No, box no, I don't think. I mean, and all the KFCs around, at least me, are closing. We just had two that were kind of close. They didn't keep the double down. Yeah, well, maybe that's why. I mean, who doesn't want a sandwich with two made out of two chicken breasts instead of bread and then Jeez. cheese and bacon? Like, yes. Who doesn't want that? That is golden. Yeah. That is golden. Oh, this dude, I just, I'll, I'll send you this. I'll send you this reel I just found the other day. It's uh, someone making a, a buffalo mac and cheese sandwich at Chick-fil-A. Have you seen mm. this? Oh, mm. I, I, so I did one yesterday, actually. So you just get a, a spicy chicken sandwich, buffalo sauce. Okay. Then you, once you get it, and uh, or, order mac and cheese. So then you take the, okay. the chicken patty out and put it in the little bag it comes in and dump a bunch of right. buffalo in there and shake it up. Yeah. Okay. So right. then the whole chicken breast is covered in buffalo sauce. Take it out, put it on your back on the bun. Then okay. uh, take your mac and cheese, put it on top of the chicken, put the pickles back over drizzle some ranch and then put the bun on it is mm. glorious i'm just wondering who had time enough to think of this it dude like it's you know, i don't know why i didn't think of it sooner yeah, is it like dish this? i mean you're, you're I, right you're coding idea. the whole thing but, yeah instead of you know dipping it in one one bite at a time right. it takes so much that's effort. interesting yeah yeah so i'll, I'll send it to you it's it's amazing but I'll have, to, I'll have to look at that. Yeah, you'll you, have to give it a shot. Yeah, we don't have, I don't know where the closest Chick-fil-A to me is. I know we don't have one, but. Oh, that's that's a sad day right there. Yeah, well, we don't have Waffle House. That's what really saddens me also. No, that's not that sad. Well, we're going to get back into this again. Are we going to start this on, on the air right now? Waffle House is a thing, and it is a great. Are we going to fight a, right now? It is, it is an American establishment. <laughs> Dude, it's like 100 bucks for me and my wife to go eat there. At Waffle House? Yeah, dude. I took like my wife and I think we had two kids at the time and maybe one other person with us. I forget who, like a friend of ours. It was like $80. It's like, no, you get like waffles. It's just like, did you do like an actual Waffle House? Oh, it like- was an act. 
Yeah, no, no. It was an actual Waffle House. I'm like, were you afraid that you were going to get stabbed while you're there? Because that's, yeah, how, that's how we were, you had a real Waffle House. We were there at like two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, <laughs> no, you got to go fear, like fearful. o'clock in the morning is the best. Oh, time. okay, okay. Yeah. That's when the good that's waffles come out. Yeah, and that's when you get... Waffle House is like, you know, you get the, you get the entertainment of watching them cook your food. So it's kind of like a hibachi. But sure, you also sure. get entertainment of all the people that are eating there or drunk or high or whatever they are. And so you get the entertainment of the people that come in. So it's a, you get two shows for your food. So I, I love yeah. that you just compared a waffle house to a hibachi grill. It is. It's redneck hibachi. <laughs> you, you can sit there and you sit at the bar and you watch them cook your food. So you know exactly what they're doing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I will never look at a waffle house the same now or a hibachi. But... Now you'll have a better appreciation for it. Like, I, I will. I'm, I'm okay paying this much for my food because I'm getting entertainment now. So let's make waffles at home too. Ah, no, I don't mess with waffles. I feel like I need a waffle maker. Well, yes, you do. That's a kind of a kind of a uh, necessity. Yeah, but that's just extra crap that I don't want. God. Well, also I do miss the waffles at the hotel because those were easy. Just, you know, put it in. You know it. what? Ho- yeah, hotel waffles are, are pretty solid. They're Especially if they list. hit you with that weird batter, like the Woo. like the pumpkin batter or whatever it is oh see no i just want traditional but that's where Hmm. we differ are you you a heavy syrup guy like i have to fill every square at least oh no 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 i'm a medium medium like Uh drizzle over the whole thing make sure it's all coated Uh pretty well and i just don't like the real thick like the real thick fake syrup i I don't know i like mine a little like i don't know more like canadian maple syrup Uh, i can go a little bit of a syrup snob but I just have to make mine so it barely can stay on my fork because it's so saturated with syrup. Okay. I want a little waffle with my syrup, essentially. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm that way with my ranch, so. I guess. Clearly, I'm great with nutrition. And yeah. Uh, Chris, we might need to talk. <laughs> we might need to talk about your eating. You know what's funny is I, I wrote a couple of, like just questions for myself uh, on a note here for this conversation. And I wrote down uh, the last or the second to last bullet is your eating habits on the road. <laughs> <laughs> straight healthy it's really really good um, oh so good i mean i try to but there's just so much deliciousness out there i mean I don't, dude you gotta i mean yolo you only live once yeah especially back when i traveled because then i wasn't paying for it because i had per diem so yeah, it's company's mean, money perfect so why not, right yeah. go, to a, go to a nice mcdonald's then yeah yeah uh, do you have a costco sam's club out there yeah yeah we both they have some knockoff chicken nuggets that are Chick-fil-A nuggets that I've if you stick in the air these. fryer, I've tried them. They're, I haven't done them yet. Yeah, okay. you got to buy them. Okay. They're just like, I mean, they're not like cooked in holy water like Chick-fil-A's yeah, it's nuggets a different, are. I mean, we're talking different level there. Yeah, but, but it's close. Okay. It's close. I mean, I wonder, no. if I, could, I wonder if I could fool my kids with that. That'd be kind of funny. I bet they wouldn't be able to tell. We actually just, we just crushed 30 chicken minis this morning for breakfast. Ooh, 30 of them. 30, but yeah. you also have like 17 kids. Yeah. So it went, went pretty, everyone, everyone got a half a half a chicken mini. <laughs> Here's your slice. Take a you little nibble. Uh, we have six. Yeah. We've had six. a baby. She's uh, a right, right. little yeah, over three months. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's right. So it's, it's crazy, but yeah, it's fun. Dude, what are you, uh, what are you reading right now? Any good, uh, honey books? Um, yeah, right now I'm reading pheasants on the mind. Um, I did. I forgot how I found this one. I think um, God, someone must have posted it like a year or two ago, because um, I never heard of it, um, and I forgot the artist or the uh, author's name. But yeah, pheasants on the mind. I'm reading, um, and pretty much every week I'll pick up a random, um, you know, one of those books that has just short hunting stories in it, and just read some of the short stories. So um, maybe something by Burton Spiller or. Um, Obviously, Gene Hill. You know, I love him. Yeah. I can always read him. Um, but yeah, right now, Pheasants on the Mind. It's, um, I think, if I remember correctly, the author. Do you know um, the art of bird dogs on Instagram? Yeah. John, yeah, yeah. John Wright. Um, he was telling me, I think it was him that told me that the author, I think, died while he was fly fishing. I think he, like, fell on a rock or something like that. I mean, okay. or something happened to the author. But, yeah. 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 That's a pretty good book. So I'm reading that. And then um non-hunting book. I'm reading, I don't know if you've seen the commercials for Rogue Heroes. It's a war show about British SAS and World War II. No, no. Um 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy show. Yeah. So I started reading about the British essay. I, I like military history too. So okay. I was reading that. Um, nice. And then, I mean, the problem is now I have so many magazines that I'm reading it between sure. Project Upland, Hubby Rise, On the Fly, Traditions, DU, Delta. That, that <laughs> the list, just, the I, list goes on. Oh, and then I ordered um, um, the new book for, um, God, who put it come out? The Mouthful Feathers book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I ordered that. that. I, but that's an old, isn't that an old book that's come, that came back or something? No, no, no. It's, um, I think that's it. I'm look, trying to look it up now. Um, now, this book has, um, I think, some Andy Wayman stories in it. It's got an article or a story by Edgar Castillo. There's a bunch of oh. new. Oh, okay, okay. I thought, for some reason, I thought that was like Mouthful of Feathers was an older. There is, there is a book, Mouthful of Feathers. What is the name of the book? It's something like that, though. No, uh, I, I saw it online the other day. So people were posting it. Yeah, their book is called, yeah, their book is also going to be called Mouthful of Feathers, Upland okay. in America. Okay. I did a pre order for that. I don't know. I think it's coming out in the summer. Oh, nice. So, That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I finished Andy's second book a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, That's pretty good. So that was, was that the, the, the newer one that came out? Yeah. 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 That was really good. Well, if you would say so, because he hunts with Britney's. I mean, so. of course. <laughs> it's a French Britney, but yes. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. It's <laughs> different between McDonald's chicken nuggets and Chick Fil A chicken nuggets. There's right a difference. There. There's a difference, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. okay. They're all they're all Brits, but uh, but no, that was a, that was an awesome book. Is um, I was gonna say, I know I have. Well, what was the Gene Hill book you sent me to read? I I think I read like ten pages. Uh, probably Fireside. Fireside, yeah, Fireside Feebles. Ten pages sure. were really good. How'd you, how'd you make it? Yeah, I just lost well, interest. You have six kids. How'd you I know, man. Interest? He's the I, know, right? I just, I was like reading it. I was like, I wasn't really like following it real well. I just, I didn't like get into it fully yet. And so I was just like, eh. We'll just go to the next story. Because they're all short stories. All the stories are like five pages. Oh, that's good. Because they're, they're not interconnected. So you can read like one and then move on to the next one. I just, it's so like for me, for me reading Andy's book, it, that's a, like, I don't sit down and read a lot. So that was yes. like a, that was like an accomplishment for me. Uh, so I, I, I read constantly. Yeah. You read like nuts. You just don't read my Facebook or my Instagram messages though. Well, I read the first line and then. <laughs> hey, don't backtrack now. I had nothing to do with the technical difficulties anyways. I was just a little late getting on the call. So <laughs> yeah, uh, you messaged me be like, Hey, uh, I'm trying to log in. That that's well, like a plea yeah. for like I don't know how to use this technology. <laughs> I didn't see that I had to use Chrome. So. <laughs> oh gosh, but there's a dude. There's a lot of like really good, um, you know, upland, even just hunting in general literature out there now. I mean, I feel like hey, there's a lot more publications. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good writing out there right now. I mean, a lot of newer guys are throwing in their 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 name or just putting articles out, and I think also. With obviously, I mean, not that the internet's new, but just there's more blogs, but also more websites that yeah. now you can get more writers on there because they constantly need more content because that's more of just now, now, now put more stuff online. So, um, which I think is good because I think there's me personally, I like a mix of some how to stuff. Obviously, yeah. you know, me trying to learn more about rough grouse hunting, there's got to be that outlet. But me sure. personally, I enjoy more of the hunting stories um, or, um, you know, stuff that if I'm sitting there thinking about hunting, but I can't because it's during the summer, I can go read a story and put my mind back in that place. Totally. There's a lot of guys that are doing a great job of that now. So yeah, um, yeah it's, it's cool. It is. It's a, it's a cool time. A lot of good articles, like you said, magazines, all this stuff. Like there's a, there's a ton of, mm -hmm. ton of information out there, whether it's again, books, articles, yeah. podcasts, video, like it's, it's a cool time to be a upland hunter. I think right now, especially if people yeah. are just getting into it, like there's resources out there. There's, mm -hmm people who are willing to help. And, and if you, you just have yeah. to reach out to, so I think it's a good That's time. That's like, um, you know, Drake waterfowl is, um, re-releasing McAllister's upland line. Um, okay. oh, wow. So McAllister came out with, I mean, they had some duck hunting stuff years ago, um, but they were more, um, traditional gear, um, which I, I kind of like. Um, so I started wearing, I didn't get summer stuff until later on in the season. Um, but I think to your point, more and more people are getting into upland hunting, which has more published, you know, um, publications looking at it. There's more companies. I mean, think about how many vest companies explode in the last five years. Yeah. Um, so I think if I had to put a 
number on, I'd say upland is growing faster than other types of hunting. Yeah. So, I, I, I'd probably agree. Again, I mean, I'm not super in tune with all the other, you know, deer and elk and waterfall right. stuff, but I would, I, I just, I know from what I've seen with upland, like it has been growing really, really fast. Yeah. And I think, it's, right. I think it's pretty cool. Um, Hey, I only got a couple minutes left here. I got to uh, get my son to a hockey camp, but, um, my, my closing question for you, man, that's the, the going to be a good one here when, okay. The audience wants to know, I want to know when are you getting a Brit? Oh. <laughs> uh, um, when are I, you going to make the switch? Come on over to the, to the short oh, tail white dog. It, It'll never be a full switch. It'll be like a dip <laughs> of the toe in. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I still like I still like Brits. Um, but then yeah, I was looking at Gordon Setters. Those are just you know, very pretty to me. Um, now and then, a couple weeks ago, well, I guess really a couple months ago, I was looking into the uh, the Picardies. Um, the what? Picardy Spaniel. I, d- I don't even, don't even know oh. what that is. It is um, you. You I, would go that route. You would go the bougie <laughs> route. <laughs> you totally yeah, would. I had, to, I had to do something different. Um, oh. Now, John, uh, you know the art of bird dogs on Instagram, kind of told me there's a reason why these breeds are less well known. So you should probably just stick to what's good and what's proven. <laughs> yeah. um, and then my ego, it was yeah. like, no, I want something cool. To the opposite. <laughs> um, yes. So we'll see. I think um, I don't know, man. Two dogs is not terrible with three dogs i feel like would be a lot so i might have to wait till cooper over here uh gets gets uh you know finishes in his fun time here um sure. but yeah i mean those are probably the major three that i'm looking at because I, I love yeah. the size and look for brit but then yeah. gordon's are just now they're, they're cool. cool for sure they're cool looking dogs i haven't hunted over one but they they sure look uh sure look pretty there's um there's a bunch in Michigan, um, but the, that Picardy too is just super interesting to me. I'll have um, to look that one up. P- P- Craig Pic- Co- you're saying Picardy? Picardy, P-I-C-A-R-D-Y. Okay, okay, I'll have to look that up. Um, yeah, Craig Koshik, the guy that runs um, Hunting Dog Confidential. Okay. He he has at least one, um, and he is super involved in the breeding and just keeping the numbers. I mean, there's only like 150, 200 in the U.S. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there's not many. Okay. Um, but he, he hunts with his duck and, um, upland. Um, okay. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. That's awesome, we'll man. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens here in the future for you. Yeah. See where yeah, you're if, I, if I, if I had to guess, I'd say it's going to end up being a, a Brittany. Yeah. Okay. The, the old lady likes the Britneys too. So, oh, well, geez. Perfect. I know. Perfect. Well, got to compromise somewhere, I guess. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Chris, well, dude, thanks so much for doing this. It was, uh, it's really yep. fun catching up with you again here on the podcast. And, uh, yes, I think you're only my yeah, maybe second or third repeat guest. So, uh, consider yourself, uh, in a, in a, a certain <laughs> elite league, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I made it to the top. <laughs> it was, a, it was a highly liked episode. I'll say that. So, so thanks for jumping on again. And then, uh, I know you got, you got a blog and website and everything, right? Is that hunting? So just hunting yep. traveler. Yes, sir. Yeah. The hunting traveler with two L's in traveler. Okay. Okay. I, I would just encourage people check that out. I mean, you got a ton of uh, cool stories and articles you've written and, uh, you, uh, you have a good way of writing, man. So keep that up. And, uh, I love, uh, keep fun. yeah, you do. You sure do. So thanks for doing that. Thanks. We'll appreciate All right, it. Chris. We'll talk to you later, man. Likewise. Right, bye-bye. Bye. All right, that's a wrap of episode 71 with Chris Majette of The Hunting Traveler. Uh, check him out on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, also, thehuntingtraveler.com. I'll link it in the show notes below. Hey, guys, don't forget, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Huge, huge um, impact for the show. Um, so it takes 30 seconds, minute tops, tops, if you want to write something really long. Um, just remember, I'm going to be doing a, re- um, a review of the week. And so next couple months, I'll uh, if I read your review, please shoot me a message on Instagram. Let me know. I read your review and I will get you out a sticker from the Upland Rookie podcast. So anyways, guys, thank you so much. Hope everyone is doing well, having a great uh, first couple days to your uh, new year, 2023. Uh, remember, set some goals. Um, what are you going to be working on this year? What's the new bird you want to chase? What's the new uh, state you want to hunt? Um, so whatever it might be, uh, now's a great time. I know, I know it's, I don't want to sound cliche, 
but now is a great time to, you know, set set your 2023 goals. What is that that you're going to be working on with your dog, um, you personally, whatever it might be, um, hunting related or not. So a great time of year to do that. Um, write those down. You know, make them uh, make them measurable. <laughs> make sure you can measure that goal. Did you meet it or did you not? Um, and, and put a plan of action into it. Um, you've heard me talk about that on previous episodes as well. But uh, you know, p- put a plan of action on whatever goal X is. Okay. How are you going to achieve that goal? So anyways, I hope everyone's doing well and uh, I will be talking to you guys next week here on the show. Until then, go put some miles on those boots and follow your favorite bird dog. Take care.